0: Hey, we're finally live with another episode of East Meets West. Nick, why don't you do the honors and introduce us? Good afternoon, Rob. Good afternoon. Welcome
1: to East Meets West. It's the show where you and I discuss... It's
0: been a few months. (laughs) It is the show
1: (laughs) where you and I discuss contemporary Canadiana from our adopted
0: homes in Ottawa and Calgary. How you doing, Rob? I'm doing really honestly my mood is excellent the circumstances around getting this episode recorded have been nothing short of ridiculous
1: yeah this was definitely like on the once in whenever uh schedule rigid yeah. in which we release this whenever has definitely come up mm. and man do we have a lot of talk to- lot to talk about but like it has just been it has been inconvenient
0: yes i am um, I forget, I think it was one of the episodes that you weren't on of Future Chat when we talked, I talked with Mike about Backblaze, this uh, internet backup service that I decided to sign up for a couple of months yeah. ago. Um, my hard drive, a couple times in the last year or so, six months to a year, it just kind of stopped working for a while and I was able to kind of give it CPR, like turn it on and off a few times and it came back to life. Yeah. And I sat down at my computer cuz it had done it again. It was doing it more and more recently. After having so ha- after having signed up for Backblaze, which backed up my hard drive, I sat down on my computer this evening to to do that same resuscitation process and it just did not react at all. So my hard drive on my desktop computer is basically just DOA. And uh that conspired to set us back at least half an hour in recording this. Yeah. I also spilled my coffee. Yes. And... <laughs> I will
1: say one of the many and varied advantages of espresso over traditional coffee methods. Um, when you spill a full espresso, it's still not that much liquid.
0: <laughs> Makes sense. I, that seems like a plus, I guess, of it.
1: It is definitely a plus. Another right. fun note is that I realized just now that my headphone jack has been plugged in halfway. <laughs> so your voice is coming in just richly and smoothly now. <laughs> That's great yeah let's
0: uh let's all take a moment and celebrate yeah yeah having having spent the last i think it's a little over three months not doing this show we managed to collect a whole bunch of old stuff but there's also just a litany of stories that have happened in the last uh, week week and a half that i think are also really worthy of discussion Mm. um i feel like we should probably start with the very the earliest news and that's the fact that the leafs uh, Got Austin Matthews. They participated in the draft lottery. They and, did, uh, yeah. So, what when do you want you tell me? I watched the draft lottery, but tell, give me some of the backstory of, of how this came to pass.
1: <laughs> Picture it: one terrible team in one terrible, terrible slap fight to the finish. Toronto Maple Leafs edmonton oilers and i i don't know where to go with that really but uh yeah i didn't think they were going to lock it down and then even if they did the edmonton oilers have been so gifted at the draft lottery in recent years that i thought there was no chance they would actually win right but they did did. and i'm so happy about it (laughs) like i haven't gotten nearly as jazzed up by the maple leafs in recent years yeah but i i was definitely yelling without thinking about it when i saw the maple leaf
0: turned over makes sense i mean yeah there hasn't been a lot to cheer for other than like individual games maybe but overall yeah
1: yeah like the cheering is more i think that the management team is making sound decisions right even to the point where they say things like hey don't get your hopes up this is going to be pretty terrible for a few years (laughs) like I was listening to the Steve Dangle podcast. I think it was today and like how many teams have said that in recent yeah, memory yeah. or ever that hey don't get your t- don't get your hopes up this is going to be terrible. Like even the Leafs under Burke where he said, "Yeah, I'm kind of impatient. I don't know if I I want to go for the 5-year rebuild. I want to see if I can do it in 3." Right. But no, they're like even when they say you know how far does having Austin Matthews speed up your rebuild process? And they say, I mean, it's a good thing, but yeah, it doesn't. It's not like earth shaking.
0: It's sure. like, wow. <laughs> just well, temper my expectations further. You can't rely on it. The Edmonton Oilers have proved that in the last few years, last what five years plus. Draft picks can only do so well, much.
1: That's um. I mean part of the thing to remember is that they haven't really drafted well like i I guess i mean they've gotten good first round picks but it's hard to screw up top 10 picks (laughs) in the first round or top five picks in the first round but they've gotten uh, as far as i understand it they've gotten almost nowhere with their later round picks and and you you can't do that right you can't do that and expect to be successful Hmm. and yet they're doing that and expecting to be successful right but like i don't know the cheering has been more we got rid of clarkson although that was the last management group and it's not so much clarkson i took issue with but his contract we got got a buyer for FNUF. we've got some good talent some good youth coming in we made we're making good solid draft picks as far as i can see and now uh now we keep
0: building the nhl draft hasn't happened yet right that happened no it the has season? not yeah i'm yeah i think so something like okay. that month or two makes sense yeah it's it's a weird year i have not really paid much attention at all the nhl playoffs just there's no canadian teams. there's no it. canadian teams <laughs> like <laughs> there's I, no interest th-
1: they're playing very high level hockey and that's great it's just i i'm not emotionally invested in it
0: yeah even and, even cheering for any canadian teams actually the that facebook memories feature popped up a thing uh from i guess it was to probably 2011 i think if i'm remembering back correctly um where i just posted a status that no canucking way <laughs> like i was cheering for the vancouver canucks because that was the year that they did really well they and they, they went to the finals with Bruin, yeah with the bruins that year yes yeah i think so but i i have no allegiance to that team it's just their canadian team and they were still in the playoffs so i i followed them like game in game out mm-hmm. similar to what's happening in the nba playoffs which i i've watched most of the last two weeks of nba games like most of each of the games okay
1: i cannot bring myself to care about basketball i don't know what it is (laughs) like maybe it
0: would be different live but i just i don't care right it yeah it's a tough thing to ease yourself into i've played basketball quite a bit and even then i don't know watching the golden state warriors has been really fun throughout the entire season as they've been doing really well up until the last week or so okay um yeah they went 73 and 9 like oh my world, the the best record the nba has ever seen and now they're as of last night they're one game away from losing to the a middling kind of team second or, or third or fourth seed hmm. and yeah they just completely collapsed pulling a uh pulling a washington capitals yes exactly perhaps it's, like a vancouver canucks yeah
1: will win the president's trophy and then
0: do nothing yeah. yeah and then like i mean that leads into the the fact that the raptors as of tonight they're playing game five of their series against the Ma- miami heat who no one expected them to do anything against Is it miami or cleveland Or oh, sorry they were yeah miami was the last round i'm <laughs> i'm thinking lebron james and i'm thinking miami yeah. because i'm still <laughs> stuck in a few years ago yeah yeah sorry cleveland you're right and nobody expected them to beat the, that team they expected to be swept uh cleveland hadn't lost a game until three nights ago four nights ago mm. and now they're in a brand new three game series with the the cavaliers and i'm going to be watching that whole series that game five is tonight It's good i'm glad yeah this is all just like
1: my schedule of part-time real retail being what it is like i can't yeah. necessarily guarantee i'll get games off or uh reliable time off on yeah. specific times i actually tried out for the local afl club here and i can't get the time off for the games and practices so that didn't happen mm. but it just reminds me of how much i liked watching afl and how much of that i'm not doing right now because all the games are on australian time and there's only so much desire to stay up yeah, past midnight actually it's funny there was a party the other night that some friends were having but they were all meeting up at the bar for 10 o'clock okay and guy's like hey do you want to come with me I'm like, nope <laughs> i'm gonna go to bed <laughs> and i did go to bed and it was pretty great that's awesome i need to do more of that yeah nick is an old man and yeah. has been
0: since late university years <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, i mean if we go chronologically to the next thing, I guess that would leave us at the census. That was another thing that we haven't really talked about since, <laughs> I guess, what was it, May 12th was census day or May 10th or something like that? Something like that. It, I, was, uh, it was great to see Canadians getting excited about the census.
1: You know that Ron Paul gif where they have like the rainbows behind them and it's happening?
0: Yes, I think the, so.
1: Yeah, that's that's how I felt when the census yeah. was coming out. It's just... <laughs> Oh, man, like the, the census thing showed up and it's like, go to this website. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to do that right now. This is amazing. Kaya, do you mind if I do the census? She's like, you go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Evidence-based practices. There's going to be evidence for it. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of people felt that way. We've There was just there was missing information for the last 10 years. And it seemed like while the conservative government was in power, it seemed like we may never go back to any kind of data gathering on that scale
1: yeah like i was i I was skeptical because you know they say they're gonna bring the census back but then Mm -hmm. i'm like oh what if there's a huge backlash and people just hate it and then we never get it back and uh, so i my expectations were thoroughly tempered and then i it it happened and i was over the moon data my goodness my
0: goodness gracious me (laughs) Can you even imagine seeing people getting excited about the opportunity to fill in the long form census (laughs) was great too. just, (laughs) I didn't get a chance to do it, but I really, I really wanted to,
1: I actually, you know, cause me, um, I filled in the long form census for like the Belleville house household one year. Okay. And that was great too. It was really interesting though. Cause it, it gets to some pretty specific questions to make like, a really really nice snapshot in time right like on this date how many people were your were in your house including those that don't actually live there like things like that yeah just like i was like well that creates an unrealistic and then i went wait no because if you average it out in aggregate like how many people are visiting everyone yeah that's like a little snapshot in time
0: of how many people are visiting yeah just fascinating just fascinating <laughs> Yeah. And, well, that was one of the things, it was in their platform, and then, like, the day after the election, they said they were reinstituting it? It was like they took, or they, maybe it was the day after they took office, like it was Oh, immediate. they, like,
1: it was that, and um, what was the other thing? Like The, the general cabinet? No, the, well, I mean, yeah, that was right off the hop. But yeah. I'm thinking of uh, the Ways and Means motion for, or the Ways and Means bill that thing the tax break for the middle class oh yeah like they just like they really wanted to get it into this upcoming uh income tax season which right at this point has already happened but yes yeah. Yes. also with the restructuring or whatever it is i got a bunch of income tax credit for my like my school in 2015 oh that's awesome So that was great <laughs> like i looked at I looked at how much money was on my income tax credits, and I was like, wow, volunteering with the campaign has really paid off. (laughs) (laughs) Is that that's the kind of thing that gets you tax credits? Just school. Well, it's it's the policy introduced by the new government. I think it could have been it could have been older, but I didn't I didn't have any indication that it was going to be income tax credit before that point.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, because it sound it sounds like you're saying I'm just campaigning in my no own no no interest. like <laughs> not
1: just for me because <laughs> yeah. like yeah. like oh hey Nick you know old Kent Hare, wink wink told us to uh, shoot you some money
0: yes it's not like that no <laughs> they can't do that no and, to
1: and the they best wouldn't of my and, knowledge
0: and they couldn't uh, set aside a specific. <laughs> A specific tax earmark yeah. for non-destructive testing slush fund. <laughs>
1: Find our volunteers. Give them some breaks. Yes. No. This isn't. Uh, this isn't the Italian government we're talking about. This is no. This of is course, the Canadian not. government.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but th- that being said, it has also been a very busy last two weeks politically, and kicking oh, it all off. Oh boy, has it hit the fan these last couple weeks? Oh boy. Yeah this this assisted dying bill i guess is what kicked it all off is that like everyone's getting really heated about it
1: oh it's that coupled with there's another bill and i don't know the exact details of it but it has something to do with um with like trying to get things done yeah like the the criticisms have been that you know they're trying to silence debate and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. that's not really what it is like it's it's more to get bills passed and things like that, and one of the ways that opposition parties will express their their distaste for the general goings-on in a minority parliament is doing things like dragging their feet and causing procedural delays. Yeah. And I think it was to limit that or something, but... Right. I mean, the the liberals thus far have been good about listening to uh, listening to the other parties because they have removed that bill now or they're significantly restructuring it or something like that. Okay, which I like. I like when a governing party listens to the opposition because even the craziest of opposition will have good ideas from time to time. Right. If you say enough things, eventually
0: something's going to make sense or be a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But so, so this whole kind of debacle, where oh yeah,
1: and it was it was to do with the assisted dying bill or something, because there is a hard deadline that they are trying to meet.
0: Yeah, the um, I'm, I'm I I wasn't actually clear because they kept referring to people in in the news about it. They kept referring to people by their party status, like there was the official whip of the opposition that was getting blocked. And that was the whole kind of mucking up procedure you were talking about.
1: Yeah, there were a bunch of New Democrats blocking the conservative whip. Yeah. Or having watched a bunch of House of Cards now, (laughs) the opposition whip.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And so they were getting in his way and they were blocking him from moving. And yeah, it does seem that he
1: might have been in on it. The opposition whip. Okay. You know, because the NDP are like, oh, look, we're in the way. Oh, no. And the whip's like, oh, geez, here I am standing. Oh, Oh, look what's happened by
0: accident. Back and forth.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no. And the other thing, the other thing to do with it, because a lot of uh, criticism was, why doesn't he just turn left to that big open space right beside him? Mm -hmm. But apparently there's like a tradition behind that where they're not supposed to cross the center line because people fight I, and so yeah, there's a rule there's an
0: un i guess unwritten rule right because then I Justin, st- i don't know if it's unwritten but yeah because justin strode across that line with the purpose. honorable member from
1: <laughs> papineau or <laughs> yeah the right honorable member yeah yeah He he strode across and grabbed the opposition whip and guided him through the fray yes and in the process kicked off a <laughs> a a news storm the likes of which we have
0: not seen in years yeah and hashtag Elbowgate. yeah it kind of seemed like to me he was hoping for another you know g- glamorous moment where he gets to be the hero striding in saving the day breaking up this this impasse and he happened to inadvertently elbow somebody which again what he did was not okay like he's not he shouldn't have done that but if he hadn't elbowed this woman, this this other MP, then everything I think would have just continued on. But there was a whole thing, and oh, there just was there was up. more
1: than just they. They were trying to make hay out of that one. Yeah, like in the process of turn, turning around, let's just call a spade a spade. He el- he elbowed uh, what's her name Russo, Russo or something like that. He elbowed yeah. her in the boob, yeah. and she was upset about it. She let out a yelp but they were even making they were even talking about the fact that he touched another member like right. the the whip yeah and the the you, the i believe the term molested was used he physically molested another yes. member and by the dictionary definition of the word molested yes he did molest yeah. the person because mm-hmm. it means to touch yeah excuse me while
0: i <laughs> molest my glass of water so that i may drink from it <laughs> yeah the the intention here is kind of important and i think that got missed by a lot of people saying you know there's there's no excuse for this and especially saying this was a woman and you just like there, there were people comparing him to jean gomeshi and like that's just <laughs> it's that honestly happened and yeah people, I, I believe it did with strong convictions say like there there there's a picture of the two of them posing together they kept posting it like best buds and yeah the whole thing is so out of context like every every single person who has ever gotten in a minor argument with someone and been like brushed up against uh has overreacted to that that there's a very common thing and that's all that happened here there was a there was a dust-up between a couple of one of the raptors and a couple of cavaliers players in game three or four where one of the Cavaliers arms like flailed back as part of this little shoving match and the Cavalier guy's arm hit LeBron James in the face and he play acted thinking that it was one of the Raptors arms and <laughs> literally he got like this is a 265 pound or something man like six foot eight. Yeah, he is a large gentleman. Flails like flies backwards, fl- like slides himself along the court ten feet back. Like th- this is the same thing. He barely got touched. She barely got touched, and it was inadvertent. And there was a big deal made of it.
1: Oh, she she also said in the news a couple days later, like because Kaya was complaining about this because she mm-hmm. thought she is so tired of talking about it and i think it's hilarious so i love talking about it but she was just she was just hashtag done she literally could not even with that story within the first few hours of hearing about it right but like she was complaining that the the ndp woman had come out and said if a guy had gotten hit in the crotch like he wouldn't have to defend himself and i was like whoa whoa like i'm sure you were in discomfort yeah but
0: those are two very different injuries well the fact that this was all like it's not on there's no slow motion replay there's no high def video of this but there is video of the incident there's and it's so minor
1: and that's the thing
0: like i remember reading the headline
1: and going oh my goodness this is like this is it yeah. They've expended all their political capital in like mm-hmm. the first you know fiscal quarter of governing, and yeah. then I went back and looked at it and went, "Wait, who, who <laughs> did he hit? Yeah, what happened? <laughs> like it was the most overblown thing." And what was funny is uh, I attended the annual general meeting of the Calgary Centre Electoral District Association last night, mm-hmm. and like we talked to some people that work in Ottawa. And like they were talking about it, and they were like, we were sure it was the end of the world like that week, just <laughs> in the bubble on the hill. Yeah. Like we thought it was over. It was, we were just done. And then, like, and then the data starts pouring in that canadians are a reasonable bunch yeah and like the people that think less of trudeau because of the incident is comparable to the number of people who didn't support him in the last election right
0: a very small minority well well i, I mean hearing- like 23 percent, right his uh his approval rating or whatever measure they use for for the job a politician is doing is that i think that they said it's at its highest since before the election
1: yeah it went up and tom Mulcair's went way down yeah yeah so like john oliver even did a skit about it right because <laughs> yeah and man trudeau just
0: he really went on an apology rampage like right at, well and like the whole thing this whole thing didn't need to be about any kind of violence and they made it about violence when really it's a procedural thing that was pretty immature of him to do we've all had weak moments like that but david clarkson has done the he (laughs) hopped right over the
1: boards after the whistle had blown and he went to protect phil kessel and boy did he get in a bunch of hot water about it
0: yeah it's not a good thing to have done but it, it's not a violent thing it's just an inadvertent contact thing while while he was doing something that he shouldn't have in his right mind been doing he was frustrated well, obviously yeah.
1: and, like that's yeah. what happens when there's a big crowd of people
0: people bump yes. into each
1: other <laughs> yeah sometimes <laughs> it, it, sensitive areas <laughs> get hit because you know
0: yeah, their limbs and stuff. I was reading, a or maybe I saw a video. Someone saying this, like none of the MPs have obviously ever taken public transit because <laughs> you get hit, you get hit more often and harder than that every day taking public transit. Yep, it's just yeah, it's just so minor and and such an overreaction to the actual physical part of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and well, and then we had um literally today in the news, and again, this is overblown thing everyone is on justin uh, justin trudeau's case for taking a day in japan to celebrate his wedding anniversary with his wife and uh, come on this is the first this is actually the first i've heard about it well it's it's either just happened or is just happening he's there he's in japan for i think a g7 meeting and it's it was their anniversary and so he he is paying for this portion of the trip as Every public servant or politician ever does when they go somewhere they want to kind of visit. Mm-hmm. You you extend your trip like you're paying for the flight anyway, so you extend that. You go a little bit early. If, there was actually a big thing about that a few years ago, and
1: how like right. Americans do not do that. Like people from the states, mm-hmm. they think that's
0: unacceptable. But here in Canada, we're just like, hey, we're here already. let yeah. just stay a day <laughs> or two extra. Yeah, and so it was. It's they're trying to make a big thing out of it, but it, like to me. A, a politician who has been working his butt off for the better part of six months, a year almost now. We're coming up on a year, like since the election was called. He's just been working nonstop. Like he he doesn't take days off. Let him have one day to celebrate his anniversary. It, this is just not a story. He's not. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna be honest. Like I'm I'm not on
1: Trudeau's side there right now, and it's easy for me to criticize. Being mm-hmm. you know me. But like when you've attained that level of public service, like your life
0: just isn't your own anymore. Well, that's that, not how it works. Fine. But he it's not like he's not it's not like he has to work every single day. Like it, it's it, it's a position, right? It's not a, it's not a nine to five job. It's a full time job. It's like it's your life. Your right, life he, just becomes that he's allowed to take days off that's he he can yeah, go on vacations
1: yeah i'll like grant that
0: but I, I sure hope there's nothing he's supposed to be doing right but the, the whole thing is like people are concerned because you know he's paid by the taxpayers as are all public servants and they just want to make i bet the sure.
1: nannies have the children for this day because <laughs> that was another
0: yeah that was flare that was up. ridiculous also when uh they were accusing sophie of i guess wrongfully needing help like saying basically she's a stay-at-home mom and really her job is i mean maybe not on the kind of life-changing uh policy making decision type thing that justin has to deal with as as the actual politician but being out in public as she is all the time she's a public figure giving speeches yeah absolutely yeah It's completely understandable that she needs a support staff
1: yeah like regardless whether or not she is salaried she is a big part of like if not the canadian government then the liberal party right now
0: yeah absolutely yeah as as it should be like she she's a great speaker people are asking her she's having to turn down requests constantly to to speak and and attend events it like she needs help who cares why is this such a big deal if if justin trudeau was unmarried and needed help taking care of his kids nobody would look nobody would say anything about it
1: would wouldn't they wouldn't they i'm sure i'm <laughs> sure there would be criticism from the extremes of the political spectrum <laughs> like what is he doing as a single father neglecting his children like that <laughs> i'm just asking the question yeah i gotta ask i gotta ask the question yeah so. Yeah. yeah no it's like i'm not saying anything myself i'm just asking the questions <laughs> like oh really there's no editorial agenda here is there
0: <laughs> well so long that you've assured me yeah oh man yeah there, there's so much political firestorm that's trying to be raised and I, like I, we haven't talked since uh justin gave that answer at, when he was at google headquarters in canada about quantum computing we haven't talked about it i was really not sure that he answered that
1: correctly like (laughs) i thought the whole deal was that qubits can pack much more closely (laughs) and you know that's the big deal and feel free to let me know what what you think because
0: they have you can get 3d um what would you call it like 3d transistors that's a thing where they're stacked in in all three dimensions and that lets you get a lot tighter packing oh right because like cuz three different z axes. Yeah. When That's you a thing turn the exists. magnet on or off, right? Okay. Yeah. But a quantum computer is very different and it's really just the the entangled states that let you have a bunch like let it lets the the quantum like the quantum bits um, have multiple values all at one time through superposition. And like mm. this gets into the thing where he he explained it very succinctly in a couple minutes and if you want to give a detailed explanation it would take hours and you might still like there are courses in university that would take four months and devote themselves to a very small piece of this but he did a very good explanation of it but immediately there were it was just piece after piece published oh trudeau shuts down reporter and trudeau owns journalists uh, over this this quantum computing story and then almost immediately afterwards within the couple of days in the aftermath people were saying oh this the journalist was a plant and he was like he trudeau had asked journalists to ask him questions about quantum computing because he had just learned all about it and then there was reverse like double reverse think pieces where they were like yeah it doesn't matter he was still able to explain it really well like it just goes back and forth and everything is political and which is the name of a him, podcast that uh, evan
1: solomon was on until just recently
0: everything is political yeah <laughs>
1: okay i was like he he got promoted and now he's not the actual on-air talent anymore and it turns out that even if he's on staff i really just wanted to listen to him talk about stuff okay and so i haven't kept listening but right yeah i don't know my honest read of like basically everything in the past few months is that the i'm not going to say like you know the opposition parties are having an identity crisis, Mm -hmm. except for maybe the NDP where they actually legitimately might be having (laughs) an identity crisis. They're, they're getting pretty fractured over the leap manifesto. And it's, it's like, it, it's bad. Mm -hmm. Like, but Stephen Harper stepped down, leaving the conservatives without a leader in the, or a, a party leader. And Mulcair didn't survive his leadership review and so like the the parties are in disarray and they don't have a clear cohesive strategy to really hammer the governing party right now. Right. And so it's just political games mm-hmm. for now. And that's my that's my honest read of it. I hope that like my own biases aren't just taking over, but it seems like right now they they don't really have much that they can do, so they're making political games a yeah. thing and trying to grab headlines with with success. But like they had a motion at one point, the conservatives introduced a motion saying that the non-binding motion saying that the government supports unconditionally supports the Energy East pipeline. Yeah. And the the liberals and more pointedly for my own experiences, Kent Hare uh, voted against the motion Mm -hmm. and like that grabbed a lot of headlines. Like I had people asking me, hey, Kent didn't support energy east what's the deal there and i read the brief on it and it's that you know that the language of unconditionally supporting energy east and then the obvious criticism is well we can't unconditionally support it because we as a government have put in place a review process and so yeah. if the review process comes back saying that it's not a good idea we can't say that we unconditionally support it if it turns out to be a bad idea so that's just the thing that a government governing party can't say. Right. And so it's just it's all a big game.
0: Yeah. And and it always has been. I mean, such as politics. Yeah. It's not new. We're just unfortunately getting exposed to it, it now. Yeah.
1: Like even when um, I think it was a couple one or two years ago, Justin Trudeau stood up in the house and asked the Minister of Science and Technology what ozone was and <laughs> what role it played or something like that or maybe it was co2
0: okay or
1: something like that and then the the guy couldn't answer the question and much political hay was made about it and it grabbed a bunch of headlines but it didn't really change anything
0: right and it, it never just,
1: really does it was just hey we don't have any real power right now but this is going to make you look bad so i'm going to do
0: that yeah and and it works for the like for a couple of news cycles and then sure goes does away again. yeah like that week you'll be the talk of the town yeah and uh, speaking of being the talk of the town, Stephen Harper.
1: Oh, sorry. I got to. I got to put on one more note yeah. about Elbowgate. Oh yeah, go for it. I was talking to one of the people from Ottawa last night, and we were talking about Elbowgate. And the person goes to, I don't know, do something, but like raises the elbows just a little bit, and I go, "Shh, be careful. Just <laughs> lower the elbow." Much laughter was had. So wait, you
0: molested this person? <laughs>
1: i'm not gonna
0: answer to that phrase Rob. <laughs> it's too fun it's too easy like that yeah yeah using that word like that, that sentence demonstrates how powerful it can be there is there is a definite connotation to that word yeah and yeah that's and how it that works Yeah. So we, we heard in the aftermath of the fall election that Stephen Harper would not be running for leadership of the Conservative Party and Yeah, he stepped down as the Conservative leader. Yeah. Which. Since then we haven't really seen or heard much of him, and this week he has I guess he or his team or whoever is in charge of what he says in public announced that by the fall he will be out of politics indefinitely. That's, uh, does that sum up the story, or is there more to it than that? I'll be honest. I haven't actually read that story, but
1: it seems likely. Yeah, I don't know if he's... Actually, do you have the story? Wait. wait. Yeah, let's just... Sorry. I'm going to go full-on <laughs> just fantastic. Wait, where's the story? Um, I'm just going <laughs> to click the link here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Harper all right.
0: yeah. It says here, uh, getting into business interests. So I guess he he couldn't get enough business into actual politics and and scientific endeavor and so now he's he's gotten along with a lot of business people and now he's gonna move into business very smoothly yep it uh yeah it looks like he's just he's out he's had
1: enough and man didn't he like become the prime minister in 2008 it was earlier than that wasn't it no it was like 2006 wasn't it yeah yeah i would
0: have had enough by now yeah like i i'd be tired of it too yeah i it, being hated by a large number of people and like any time you end up being the person that people vote against in a political race and you end up losing that race you, that's very disheartening i would imagine i've never gone through anything like that but it would not yeah. be fun
1: well and i mean it's like a lot of other jobs like i remember um who was it that took over for Carlisle after he got fired for the Leafs? Horachek. Okay. It was Horachek. Became the coach, and then when they hired Babcock, they like Horachek was just going to leave. Okay, and I thought to myself, why wouldn't you just like take on a different role? And then you know, having experienced some career-based things, it's like, yeah, you don't. If someone takes your job and gives it to someone else, it <laughs> it wouldn't be easy to just be like, yeah, I'm going to do this other thing now. No, and I mean he's. If you're used to being the prime minister, it's got to be hard. Yeah. And like his life hasn't been his own for almost a decade, like, right. more than a decade, because he did have a political career before he became the prime minister. Yeah. And so I could see wanting to do something else or probably a lot more money.
0: Right. There's a, there's a quote in here in the CBC story about about Harper stepping down. They talked to, I guess, one of his old um, communication heads. And uh he was asked to comment on what Harper thought of the Elbowgate incident because that was one of the last times he was actually in uh oh, the House of Commons. He was seen like smiling when it happened. I thought. Yeah, he said I think he found it a little a bit amusing, but did not have any other comments. Like I, I can totally see him being like just sitting there giggling to himself as <laughs> yeah, this is happening.
1: Like, I like a combination of oh my god, this is gonna look so bad for them, yeah. and like oh my god, I'm so glad this isn't me. <laughs>
0: yeah it's the kind of thing that can happen to anybody and yeah that would probably be maybe even the sweetest thing that has happened since he lost the election the sweetest thing that's happened for like bad to justin trudeau <laughs> yeah <laughs> cue the
1: uh cue the track from avenue q called schadenfreude mm. yeah i've not i've not heard that but you should listen to the whole i'm familiar thing of with avenue the term. Q. It, and go to the musical if it comes back to Ottawa. Because that's where I saw it. And it is
0: truly amazing. Yeah, I, I've only ever heard very good things. I haven't seen any of... I haven't actually really enjoyed anything that uh, Trey and Matt... Is that right? I, that's eyes? not who... I don't think... Wait. I'm, I'm not pretty sure that it was... Is.
1: Okay. Because
0: <laughs> they did Book that's of Mormon. A, they did... No um, uh, time
1: follow up here. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> I like your follow up voice where you where <laughs> you go in live it's live actually reporting. i think i'm i'm uh
1: paraphrasing a bit that the steve dankel podcast does they oh, okay. have like i think it's mike francesa is on in um what's it new york and he frequently just uh bah, 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 it's just like does completely outrageous things on air i don't see trey parker or matt stone no
0: you're right the, the guy um what am i thinking of because the, the, the guy who wrote the music robert lopez he wrote the music for the book of mormon like he's very i would believe that. that um that's, that's and the book shame. of mormon was a fantastic musical
1: if you haven't gone to see it i highly recommend it right but as with all of their work you have to accept the paradigm otherwise yeah. you're going to be scandalized and not enjoy it very much <laughs> <laughs> it's like i remember being in the lobby during intermission and hearing some. Well, I mean, you can only listen to so many f bombs before it just becomes meaningless, and it's like, right? Did you did you look into this play before you came? Because, <laughs> like, I know it generated a lot of hype, and if the hype alone is why you're here, you might not have a very good time.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't. I I don't know what I'm thinking of then, because I yeah, it, Robert Lopez is involved, um, as he was with them, but kind of that that weird quirky because that was the one with puppets, right? Avenue Q no you're the one with uh puppets is team america no i no that's i get that's live action uh, oh wait sorry yeah definitely puppets whoops <laughs> <laughs> no wrong it's completely different thing <laughs> i haven't seen it but i don't want to say oh. you're wrong i'm an but idiot i think you're I'm wrong i'm just
1: an unmitigated <laughs> idiot Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, that's yeah. how that's gone but I do I I'm I've really wanted to see more and more Broadway shows and I feel like I'm just gonna have to go to New York every year and see one. I, I went and saw two Broadway shows in February and I loved it. That was oh, the last so. time you recorded the Western Bias edition of this podcast was while I was in New York watching two Broadway oh, shows.
1: Oh right. Yeah. I forgot that happened.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun.
1: On that note, so, I still really want to have Matt on for so we can all talk about mincom yeah i know maybe a friend of mine tom who has a more right wing bent (laughs) from london ontario so i think that would make for an interesting discussion the obviously the obvious problem being of course the same reason i don't watch any afl because yeah time zones matt lives in perth which i'm pretty sure is near where the west coast eagles play
0: yeah if if not right next door but yep. uh yeah, Mincom is making a a comeback.
1: It is and there's so much to talk about with the different models and I've actually like I've actually come across some interesting things about it and it like I just want to talk about it so much.
0: There there's a lot to say but it, really we have to see trials go through and there's one that's starting up, up apparently like venture capital funding is going into basic income experiment over like 10 or 15 years in Africa mm-hmm. giving just giving money to small African communities yeah because it costs a lot less to give a lot of like several years worth of uh like money to live off of to thousands or tens of thousands of people there mm-hmm. whereas where if you're trying to do that in the states it would cost millions or billions of dollars yeah yeah it's a lot less there turns out we consume a lot more money than yeah <laughs> their Their money goes a lot further than ours does, yeah. yeah, but I'm really excited, and Switzerland is apparently getting closer and closer to passing their referendum on doing uh just straight up twenty five hundred dollars a month basic income yeah, Finland's getting closer. We've actually had some there's a there's money in the Ontario budget to do a pilot for basic income in Ontario, oh God, we should also be talking about
1: Ontario like <laughs> in my opinion, the government is making some very poor decisions. Yeah, over there They're not all great. Yeah, I can't think of them specific. Oh, phasing out natural gas. It's like really, <laughs> that's your it's your next demon to slay. Eh? Well, Nick, climate change. Have you heard of it? I have. <laughs> but here's the thing: we've got this natural gas. The single most energy efficient thing you can do with natural gas is to burn it to heat homes. Yes, that's fine. Don't no, you don't have to have the gas plants. I don't know what you're going to do for peak capacity generation currently, but like, that's fine. Do what you're going to do. But like telling people to stop burning natural gas for heat, I'm at a loss.
0: Yeah. Energy policy is difficult for a lot of people to wrap their heads around, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you'd hope that politicians that have been in power for like a decade would have a better handle on these things. (laughs) You would think that you would probably be wrong. And the leader of the Ontario Progressive Conservatives has come out as being in favor of the LGBT community, which is going to be interesting.
0: (laughs) As it always is.
1: Yeah, finally some progressive conservatives, like those regular conservatives.
0: (laughs) Oh man. So Nick, we don't have that much left to talk about. I just wanted to say, I wanted to share my experience. I did a very Canadian thing today. Did you say you were sorry? i didn't actually well not that's not what i'm referring to i probably said it at some point okay but uh i went and did yoga on parliament hill today did and you? i did it, it it was the instruction was in french it was probably the most ottawa Ooh. slash most canadian thing i could have done today did you eat maple syrup while doing it i did not i didn't eat anything it was i've never done yoga before that that's a caveat i went with a okay. couple of people who have been a few times or, okay. or many times But I've never done yoga. And so it was very sweaty. It was. Do you know what the style was? Regular? I don't know.
1: (laughs) French? Is there French yoga? Did you hold poses for a long period of time or did you kind of flow through a bunch of different poses? It was pretty flowy. Okay. I don't like that. There was some holding?
0: There was some holding, but it was pretty flowy. Yeah. I don't like the flowy. I like the holdy. Mm. But it was was relaxing. And other than the fact there was something like 28 degrees and. I'm already a pretty sweaty person when I, when I'm doing any kind of strength exercise. So there were a couple moments where I was just dripping, like literally sweat pouring off of me. Oh
1: yeah. I've done hot yoga before and you just like, you're looking down and actually (laughs) seeing drips forming a puddle on your yoga mat. And you're like, what in God's name am I doing here? And then they're like, now lay down. You're like, I'm laying down into a puddle of my own
0: sweat. And then you lay down you're like, but it's actually so relaxing and it feels so good. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to like I, I was opening myself up to it. And this is how I know that I've matured in in recent years, because I would never have done yoga before. And someone, one of my friends at work suggested it because they like it's five blocks away from where I work. And I was just like, OK, I'll give it a try. And so I went and I it was great. It was really relaxing and a nice way to spend a lunch outside. It was very allergic I was trying for the first twenty minutes or so not to sneeze because I feel like that would have just disrupted everybody around me. But it was fun. That's good. I'm glad you and enjoyed it. I'm growing as a person. Me too. <laughs> did uh, Did you want to go through your i you you have an offbeat bundle thing in here? Is this from Is this old? Uh no.
1: This is actually comparatively recent. This is from last month.
0: Okay. Because we, so we've talked about
1: goats before. Yeah, I remember goats were on our radar, but yeah. The city of Calgary is actually working with goats on a weed suppression experiment in Nose Hill Park. Okay. Nose Hill Park being the second biggest municipally based park in all of Canada.
0: Wow. I did not know that. What's the, the do you know what the, the biggest largest
1: is? is Fish Creek Park, which is in the south of
0: Calgary. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> not bad. Great city. This is possibly the least informative article I've ever seen.
1: Well, I mean, like, what, what's there to know? They're <laughs> letting goats loose, and they're eating things, and that's about it. Are they letting goats loose? I think so. Or, like, yeah. keeping them in selective areas to suppress whatever weeds they're
0: working on. But, yeah. Right. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm all for this. I think the more goats we have, especially, like, they're saying they don't want to use chemical herbicides. So goats would make an ideal non-chemical
1: yeah, totally.
0: like even
1: uh, my cousin, who is a minister in Thomasburg, Thomasburg. Yes, I think Thomasburg. At one point he was doing a two point charge and one was in something like that and one was in Tweed. OK. And he said, like, there was, you could tell the difference between the city folk and the rural folk where in the city he was saying, yeah, I mean, I got this big lawn now. It's It's a pain to mow. I think I might just get a goat. and like the city guys were like oh that's that's hilarious yeah absolutely and then um he'd say it in his in a place similar to his charge now and they go oh yeah you should do that Mm -hmm. you can go to the auction pick one up for like uh, less than 100 bucks if you time it right not bad i yeah i mean like that's why humans have domesticated like several animals yeah like that's why we hang out with cats so much because they're autonomous hunter killers for vermin right dogs wake up easily in the middle of the night and alert you to things when you're asleep right and goats eat your weeds yeah goats just kind
0: of keep things mowed get milk from them if you want to i like it eventually somebody in calgary is going to start bottling goats milk or getting goats cheese from these goats and it will be the most sought after product that would be a cash cow yes (laughs) cash goat
1: yeah (laughs) (sighs) yeah No, did you know that like ducks will eat slugs from your lawn? I've never heard that, no. If people get slugs in their lawn or grubs and stuff like that, like it's it's bad news for the lawn. Yeah. We had that duck for a while and just would just go out and waddle around and kind of give a listen and then plunk its bill into the earth, come out with something juicy and huh. it's like I've never seen a more efficient way <sighs> to control pests in a lawn and it also lays eggs. Right. Really good eggs. <laughs> you would have to eat these duck eggs oh i'm i made a two egg omelet one day with like some green peppers and onions maybe mushrooms or something like that i i could only eat half of it wow because like the yolk is so rich it's like, like we've discussed on future chat the problems with talking about dietary cholesterol intake yeah and how dietary cholesterol actually affects blood cholesterol yeah. So we won't get into that right now, but it had like, I think one duck egg has well over a hundred percent of your daily recommended cholesterol intake. They are very rich. So good. A lot to take in. I miss George. <laughs> George was the duck's name. <laughs> Such a weird thing. Yeah. She'd sit on your shoulder too. Just duck George, things.
0: George is an interesting name for a, a lady duck.
1: I was... Oh, uh, that's like an inside family joke because there's a Bugs Bunny bit where I think it's the abominable snowman catches bugs and calls him George. He's like, well, I will love you and hug you and pet you and call you George. <laughs> Something like that. And so for a while, my nickname for Hillary was George. OK. And then she named the duck George because I will love you and hug you and pet you and call you George. Right.
0: Yeah. Makes sense. As nice. a
1: consequence, I haven't called Hillary George any like any longer because it's just too confusing. Right. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. How could you?
0: yeah Does, is this duck still living or is this duck going um, to a better dinner table oh w- it's funny because like the duck went
1: to a farm and it's like oh the duck went to a farm eh? wank <laughs> but there's this guy who owns a decent patch of land who collects fowl okay and so like they it's like the noah's Ark of fowl like i guess they drove up and there were a bunch of turkeys walking around and He was super excited to get George because he already had the Drake of that species. Okay. And last I heard, George was a mother. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Either her own or some adopted chicks
0: of some description. Not bad. So either you're very gullible and it just died or there's a real farm and and george is very happy now or both maybe regardless i'm gonna choose to be happy yeah of course Believe why it. would you choose anything
1: else george is happily out there yeah laying eggs or not because she has
0: children yeah yeah did you uh did you have anything else to talk about this week uh yes on the topic of boobs oh yes yes i i skipped right over this one oh my. yeah We weren't talking about boobs, but that's a perfect segue. We were talking about
1: boobs in Elbowgate. I guess. I mean, we weren't imminently talking about boobs. (laughs) Yeah, or immediately. But yeah, uh, the story out of Ottawa where a woman was asked to leave the gym because her chest was making other gym goers feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And like, I saw the picture in the Metro of the outfit she was wearing. And like, it's not scandalous Mm -hmm. in terms of active wear like there's a lot more revealing activewear you can you can choose to put on right so <sighs> like the only thing i could think of was like because one thing that really does get under people's skin is showing a lot of cleavage
0: yeah but she wasn't doing that either so i'm gonna back up here and i i read about this because i saw the the you know social justice warrior post on facebook of course that had been shared and of course, she looked completely decent. And then I, so I went in, and I read a couple of stories, including one in which the gym in question had done a full investigation of what happened. And it sounds like, I don't know if you have, how much you've watched The Office and how much detail, but there's an episode where Dwight goes to this store in the mall and gets refused service and they make a whole episode about it. And it turns out that he went into the store covered in blood and neglected to tell them That he was covered in blood, like neglected to tell his employees in the office that he was covered in blood when he went in, and that was why he was refused service. Mm -hmm. So that the gym came back and said, "Yeah, we conducted an investigation, and they, our employees didn't do anything wrong. She was not dressed according to our dress code, which leads me to believe that something was different about her appearance while she was in the gym that had been changed by the time she posted a picture of herself in the same same clothing, possibly, but." not necessarily looking the same as she did i and again i can't speak to saying what actually happened and whether it was okay or not but it sounds like it could very easily be the kind of thing where either it was it was pulled down much further than it had been or like something had gotten out of place because that kind of thing does happen and obviously she doesn't
1: has an outfit ever gone askew (laughs) while performing exercise or sports i don't think that's ever happened <laughs> i uh have you ever played water polo? have you ever watched <laughs> water polo <laughs>
0: i have not do oh, tell man. there are, have you uh, played water polo i have i've played it once or twice but not not in any competitive kind of way i was gonna say because that is very physically demanding yeah i've played we had like gym class back in school where we'd be playing in the shallow end like not the deep end not where you have to be treading water the whole time did you have a pool or no we like it was like a day two hour trip
1: or whatever i was gonna say like what rich school did you go to um if you go right now nick it was a different time oil was it was a different we had too much money we didn't know what to do with it we were literally swimming in oil instead of putting it in the heritage trust we just like spent it like wild animals it was crazy um the, the good times are never going to end, Nick.
0: <laughs> the um, If you go in right now and Google water polo and probably just not safe for work, uh, you will find many pictures of the very first. I just typed in water polo NSFW and the very first result from 2012 NBC aired a bare breast during live water polo coverage like the, the especially women's water polo. They just they tug at everything and things get a skew. Oh, yeah. Almost constantly yeah there, I've, there there are compilations like image compilations of these kinds of things happening, and i I just see it like i 'm not saying she did anything wrong i 'm not saying anything needed to be kind of made of this, but this really seems like the kind of thing like similar to Elbow Gate where she was asked to cover up or adjust her like something happened, and rather than saying, okay, realizing that she could very easily just fix this, she decided to make an issue out of it. And like news, news picked it up because that's a very big story. But Because it, boobs. It sounds like the the gym, like even as a, as a gym, as a, any public business, you want to, like the customer is always right. You want to be like, yeah, we get it. We still want to have you come back in. Uh, we'll obviously look into this and, and make any policy changes that are needed. But they, in this case, they did that and they found that the gym employees did nothing wrong and made it seem very clear that she this this photo post didn't tell the whole story this photo she posted after the fact okay i'm very man i would love to to hear the whole story yeah exactly and we're never going to hear the whole story but at this point it's it's too late the story like it's already been news yeah it's it's over it's gone yeah Hmm. but um yeah these things happen i'm not saying she's wrong i'm not saying the gym is wrong i'm saying that um this doesn't need to be As big of a deal, but uh, in in general, there there is like this kind of sidesteps the entire issue because there actually is an issue with discrimination. Like, there's a whole like, especially in schools for younger women, there are huge issues of policies regarding dress code being applied differently to guys and girls. And this is this could be an example of that. I don't think this particular instance is with this with the gym, but. I think, in general, it actually is a big issue, especially when you get to the the stigma that women have. We've talked about toplessness in past episodes. We've we've participated in toplessness in past episodes. There are different standards for men and women, and I don't think that there necessarily should be. But there's social stigma with female nudity being deemed sexual, even when it's not sexual whatsoever in nature. Mm-hmm. Breastfeeding, and, yeah. especially, yeah. Well, breastfeeding is a huge example. But even if you have just a naked woman walking down a topless woman walking down the street it's that is considered whether it is or not that's considered very sexual whereas Mm -hmm. a guy walking down the street depending on the context could i mean it could be considered sexual but it could also be just considered either well i mean yeah it
1: could be considered sexual if that's your if that's your
0: bag exactly if it's not like nobody really gets bent out of shape about it. Exactly. It's it's just a normal thing that happens. Whether or not you find it sexual, it's just a thing. Whereas, you no, know, no,
1: that guy's hot. Yeah. Like actually, like too warm, mm-hmm. and wanted to take his shirt off. Happens all the time. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Nothing to see here. That, it along. happened
0: at uh, at yoga on the hill. I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. Um, I I didn't participate in this, but and I could women have are just. Uh, women are just
1: like judged on their physical appearance a lot yeah like even to the point where their wardrobes are judged yeah like even when that is just it should not be an issue right i don't remember if we talked about this in the toplessness episode but i've posted a story of the headline coquitlam mayor richard stewart wore same suit for 15 months and nobody noticed (laughs) and He did that because he watched, it was him or someone else that did a similar stunt. He, he saw another public figure, a female public figure. Yeah. Who wore the same outfit, outfit to two consecutive things. Yeah. And like got kind of grilled about it. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, huh, I bet if I got a nondescript Navy blue suit, I could wear it every day. And I don't think anyone would say anything. Right. Right if they even noticed yeah he wore it for 15 months (laughs) over a year and like Uh. as a professional i'm given to understand that if you wear a suit with any regularity like you can count on a lifetime of about a year and a half okay and if you're wearing it once every so often for like special occasions you can bank on about four years okay whether or not it's still in fashion by that point is debatable, but um So he's getting to like the life si- the the lifetime of that garment.
0: Yeah. But that that's a great investment. One suit for a year and a half?
1: Totally. 15 <laughs> months. I'm curious as to what kind of suit it was.
0: Yeah. But I um I would buy that. I have started I'm switching up my dress shirts. But I basically now that I'm biking some days to work, I basically just have a pair of pants that I leave at work and mm-hmm. I I have two pairs there but I've worn the same pair of pants to work for the last probably 12 days i've i've washed it a couple times in that in the intervening time like every week i'll bring it home and i'll wash it but yeah it nobody has said anything or noticed or anything
1: you should wash your clothes as little as possible oh yeah is actually i'm i'm firmly on the don't wash your jeans
0: (laughs) wash them like once a month or once if they get dirty like i spilled yeah uh, if
1: if you'd like I don't know. If you fell down in the middle of a field of horses, they definitely need to go through the wash. Yes. But if nothing offensive has gotten on them, they're good to go. You need to deodorize, you throw them in the freezer for <laughs> an hour or so. Yeah. like it's literally the advice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I've, I've heard the same thing. Levi um, Strauss of Gene fame has famously declared that he doesn't wash his jeans. And now yeah. in Levi's, there's a little thing that says, wash these as little as possible.
0: Yeah. They uh, went to Poutine Fest the beloved Ooh. festival in ottawa and spilled some gravy on my jeans and it, it really to be honest i rubbed it like with a napkin for two minutes and it was not noticeable but i washed them that one time since i these were levi's that i got and uh washed them once in the last two or three months like it's it's fine really it's I'll fine accept that yeah
1: same thing with suits they lose their their shape when you wash them and that's not a good thing
0: even even dry cleaning
1: well you you're not gonna exactly i have i have heard of people throwing them in the washer and that's you shouldn't do that (laughs) never do that no public service announcement never throw your (laughs) your suit into a washer or dryer yes i actually saw the aftermath of a pair of pants that went through the wash it was they'd gone fuzzy
0: oh yeah i think i might have watched you've
1: seen if you've seen a a sweater pill yeah imagine a pair of wool pants that are more (laughs) pill than pants (laughs) and that's what it was like the only reason i could tell they were suit pants originally is they had all the latches and stuff in the right place okay yeah yeah i think i did that one time
0: and the pants turned out okay yeah don't do it again no it was a mistake they're wool it it was an accident i didn't i thought i was washing a different pair of pants but it turned out okay
1: you should also buy a
0: suit i have multiple suits now Ooh, it's exciting yeah it's really the kind of thing that you need as an adult you like i i used to think and i i still part of me wants to believe that you don't need a suit but multiple suits are are helpful there's uh and at
1: the moment if i'm leaving the house i it is my outfit of choice the yeah. jacket has so many pockets even in the summer like yeah if it's all natural fibers like i was walking outside and it was 25 or over mm-hmm and I could feel that the outside of my suit was really warm because it was in direct sunlight. But I had the button open and all the airflow meant uh, like the sun was beating down on a protective layer. Right. And the airflow was keeping me cool. Hmm. And the natural fibers breathe well. So I was just, I was comfortable. I didn't wear an undershirt under my shirt, but right, like I was, I was, uh, what is it? Sitting. I don't know. I was,
0: I was okay. Good to know. I felt nice. Yeah and not underdressed because i was wearing a suit yeah i mean that that's the ideal situation that's what you want to i i have been okay wearing a suit in the summer or in in hot weather but i'm not when it gets to 30 degrees 25 30 i usually get uncomfortable within it's also hour. more
1: humid there so that's true and if you want you can get like you can get uh suits without a full lining so they breathe better okay and apparently linens are better at breathing. They also wrinkle just at the drop of a hat. Yeah. So I wouldn't recommend them, but well, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> if I lived in Florida, I would be all about linen, but right. I'm not at the time of this recording.
0: Sure. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Yay well, suits. Nick, I think that does it for this this episode.
1: I think it does as well.
0: I uh, I missed this and I'm glad that we got to cover so much ground
1: yeah feel free to suggest this by the way because if you leave it to me it's going to be you know once every fiscal quarter
0: i i will try i i have been finding myself getting further and further behind in certain things but (gasps) specifically like the fact that my hard drive just died and i knew that it was going to but the fact that i let it actually happen (laughs) means that it's going to be a lot more work to get go get a new drive and put everything on it than it would be to just buy a new drive and transfer everything well i wish you the best of luck in your struggle thank you well in that case i will end this broadcast and say goodbye to the people on the internet you can head to unwindmedia.com slash emw for east meets west to uh, see past episodes of the show and more see you nick bye rob